What's up, everyone? It's Chris Gebhardt, a contributor for Supercluster. As you probably have guessed, we're recording a lot of these podcasts from our homes right now, and Rob actually had a little bit of audio issue on his end, but we hope you'll bear with us and enjoy this wonderfully special episode of Supercluster where myself, Rob, and Swapna all eagerly called each other and geeked out together after watching the season finale of Star Trek Picard. Hey, space fans. This is Robin. I'm here with Chris and Swapna, your Trekkie squad. I have just been the final one of the three to finish the season finale of Picard. My mind is blown. And of course, I had to call my two Star Trek friends right away. Glad to have both of you on. What's up, guys? Oh, man, it was great. Chris? It, it, I, I haven't cried so much at a Star Trek episode. It's really, it's really, really emotional. And the finale was its own thing and also a service to those who have been following the entire Star Trek canon, which I love. I think I paused and I went into our group chat and I was like, the Picard Maneuver! Yes. Which is amazing. And the, I really loved not just this episode, but the penultimate episode as well, which I watched back to back today. It was really great, but I want to ask both of you individually what your takes are. Swapna, I will start with you. You've been recapping every episode for Star Trek.com and others. And so you've been following this uh, at a granular level from week to week. Yeah. What is your take? Well, so I was always really excited about this show just because it's Picard. It's just, it's hard. It was hard not to be excited about it, but I was very nervous going in because we all wanted so much out of it. Right. And I think it delivered. And I'm kind of shocked about that. I'll be honest. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, as good as we wanted it to be. It was good. I, I, I totally agree. I mean, there was really only one character after this first season was done that I feel I still need to see for closure of the Picard and Beverly relationship. Oh, yes. Yes, but, definitely. But that aside, she didn't really fit into this story. So I'm no. glad they didn't try to shoehorn her in because it, it, it did. It, it delivered on everything that I really wanted to see. And, and of course, we're going to talk about details here. So it's not a spoiler to say it right now, right. including Data's death. Mm-hmm. Right. I just should put out there, this is going to be a spoilery recap. So let's just move forward. There. Of course, I put that after Chris well, dropped I, the bag. I don't think it's a spoiler that Data's dead. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. No, like, that's true. <laughs> and I think I put in the group chat just now, oh my God, I had to relive this tragedy twice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I feel like in Nemesis, though, the way he was sent off, it was just raw. Yeah. And it was, it was not artful. It was not, it was just very raw. And like, wait, what, what just happened? Like, it was too it, Hollywood, too quickly edited, and yes. it just was not for Star Trek fans. And this is the send off he deserved. This was, yes. This was it, was, it was solemn. It was emotional. It was neat. I like that. It was clean. It, it was nothing to distract us from living that moment. And it was also this. Data's choice again, right. which is really nice. I yeah. love that. And, and, and the fact that it was something that I personally didn't realize in Data's quest to become human and what does it mean to be human? Well, what it actually means to be human when you boil it right down is that your life is finite yeah. right. and that you will die. And it is only the memory 
that lives on and, and the sort of lengths that people will go to to hold on to those memories or, or in Data's case to literally keep him alive in a simulation mm-hmm. because you don't want to lose him, but that's not being human. And, and it was just so simple and pure, but yet imperfect. And it, it was, and in being imperfect, it was perfect. Right. Yeah. And the thing about Star Trek, and I wanted to bring some of the larger themes at play here, every Star Trek series in its own way tries to prepare the viewer for something that we're going to have to tackle in the future. And if I had to, and I don't want to encapsulate this show into one theme, but I would say this first season, a lot of it is about not genocide, but xenophobia and acceptance and I think in the penultimate episode, they bridge that to genocide. It's like refusing someone's role in society is basically killing them. And I think they say that direct line in, in that episode. And I want to say that on top of that, that theme, confronting what AI will mean to humanity and synthetic beings and the difference between organic and synthetic is something we're going to be facing soon. And I really love that Star Trek tackled it. And they've tackled it before, obviously, but this season was really, they bridged the, you know, acceptance and the genocide and, and the idea of AI and synthetics all together in this really great arc. Yeah. And I thought it was super interesting the way they talked about the other, which is a big part of what you were saying Mm. in terms of both the AI and the Romulans, like making the first three episodes about a refugee crisis, Mm. which is pretty timely. There's a line in those first couple of episodes where he, I think it was when he's sitting down in the interview in the first episode and the reporter says to him, like, Romula lives. And he's like, no, just lives. Just lives, right. And I think that's so important. What was amazing to me was after that, what do you call it? The What universe is the Chris Pine universe again? What's the J.J. Abrams universe. Is, is that what we're calling it? The J.J. Abrams universe? That's what they call it. The Kelvin. Kelvin timeline. Kelvin timeline, right. So that that entire series, the trilogy, was started with this one event where the supernova that destroyed Romulus. I read the comic book after that. I don't know if you've seen it, Swapna. But it's Data and Picard, I believe, racing to save Romulus, and they're too late, and it dies. And this show sort of picks up in the aftermath of that, and they show why Picard didn't make it. I was a little fuzzy on that. So it's all in, If I don't know if you either of you have read the Una McCormick prequel book, uh, The Last mm-hmm. Best Hope. And that came out in February. And it's really good, and it's actually the story of the Romulan supernova, like what happened. Okay. Uh, that's where I'm missing that. I need yeah. to read that. Yeah. It's really, really good, and it's really actually quite heart-wrenching. It brings up a lot of questions I was kind of hoping they would answer over the course of the series, but it's mm-hmm. kind of clear from the way this ends that they're moving on from the Romulan storyline, and I think the second right. season... We'll deal more with AI and not with Romulans. Chris, what was your take on this season's theme? And what do you think the show is trying to say? I think what the show is ultimately trying to tell us, in at least in season one, is that, yes, death is an inevitability. Don't, don't be scared of it. Right. Embrace it, because it's what you leave behind when you're gone that holds the power to be your true potential. And, and I think it was, it all sort of coalesced because I, I admit, I think I made it to episode seven of this season and I was still like, but what's the point? Like, where, right, 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 right. where is this going? Yeah. With this? And, um, 
but but the sort of, and I know some some fans were upset with the slow-ish start to it. The build up. Yeah, I saw some criticism about but, that, you know. But to me, the ending to the season would not have played as it did had right. they not taken the time to do all these little personal things that people didn't like because it slowed the narrative down. But, you know, in, what was fascinating to me about it isn't so much where Picard went, because I, I think by the time you got to the second to last episode, you could kind of see the writing on the wall that, oh, someone's going to end up in that golem body, you know, right. and Picard confronting his own mortality, you know, I think it's interesting that they took that away from him because, well, I think this season's message was don't fear death, embrace it and make sure you leave things that can be carried on by future generations. I think what we're going to get in an exploration of the second season, or at least I would hope we get, is the idea of, well, what happens when you cheat death? Because that's what they did. And they didn't really give Mm -hmm. Picard that choice. And yes, they made a good point of saying, like, we gave the body what you naturally could have expected. Mm -hmm. Which means he's not going to live longer than he would have. Right. But still, he died. Yeah. But what... And and that brain abnormality was a huge part of his life for 20 some odd years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now it's gone. And, and, you know, what happens when you take away something very fundamental like that? And, you know, there's also the question that's open-ended out there too of, well, how much are they going to tell Starfleet? Because it's that's- only the crew on the La Serena who know. Right. Yeah. Who knows what happened, right? Yeah. But I, gotta, but I got to admit, one thing I'm really looking forward to next season, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Agnes Girati and uh, Chris Rios' relationship goes, because that one is yeah, fascinating and like, yeah. bad decisions to me. But a <laughs> little tiny thing where if you really weren't paying attention, you missed it. When Rafi and Seven yeah. of Nine interlink their fingers together yeah. in this oh. really intimate and romantic gesture. Yep. And cool. oh, I was floored by that. I want to see where that goes because can I just state, I am all here for exploring a bisexual relationship in Star Trek. That's about yes. damn time. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. And that brings us to Swapna because Swapna for Supercluster, you recently wrote a really great feature that blew up on, especially on the Star Trek message boards and on Reddit, but a conversation about Star Trek's legacy and how important it is to diversity and, and visibility for people of color, women, et cetera. What did this show do to add to that legacy? And obviously we just brought up one thing there, but I feel like there's, there was a lot of movement. I think there was a lot. I think, and I think, I think the beauty of this show is, for the most part, it was done very subtly. And you start with the main cast, which there was some like, oh yeah, the main character is Picard, who's but okay. Well, first of all, let's take into account that the main character is an elderly man. That's right. Which That's you don't right. see an underrepresented group on television and in film. Which, which as a lead character. Right, and let's yeah. be clear, Patrick Stewart's going to be 80 years old this yeah. year. That's mm-hmm. insane. Good for yep. him. And then Issa Briones is Filipina. Evan Avagora mm-hmm. is Maori. Michelle Hurd. Like there's, she's biracial, it's, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, she's biracial. Her and Santiago is Santiago, he's Chilean, I believe. Yeah. Or Venezuelan? I thought he was Venezuelan. 
No, he might be. I know he, I know because I, I found great amusement from this that he likes to spend a lot of time in Santiago, Chile because it's, you know. Ah, uh, he's Chilean. Chilean. Uh, Chilean. But I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I wasn't sure if he just, <laughs> you, you, you can Oh, like but he it. was, so this is interesting. He was born in Caracas, Venezuela though. So I guess he's oh, okay. Chilean, Venezuelan. Or yeah, he, he may, may, have be, he may just be Venezuelan and enjoy Chile. Like, that's also possible. <laughs> I, we'll I have him on the podcast to clear this up yes. at some point. So it is a it's a diverse ca- it's a very diverse cast. My one thing was when in the episode where Seven and Bejazel have their thing, it's very heavily hinted at that they did have a romantic relationship, but it's never made explicit. And mm-hmm. part of the thinking there was maybe they didn't want the one, you know. LGBTQ representation on the show to be a negative one. Very, very true. Which very I understand, true. but yeah. then I was like, well, then yes. they need to make it explicit somewhere else. And then they right. did. I'm hoping through season two we can explore more of Rafi and Seven's relationship because we have really great gay representation with Wilson Cruz and Anthony Rapp in a very, like, in a spirit. I love Anthony Rapp. He's, he, he's so good. So I think I mentioned on this podcast before, he lives around the corner from Supercluster headquarters, and I always run into him on the street. It's he amazing. Is, I love he's him. He's so nice. He's such yeah. a nice guy. But we have really good gay representation and a healthy, you know, gay couple there. So it's really nice to hopefully we'll see, you know, a healthy lesbian couple or, you know, in the case of... Any visibility matters. And, you know, uh, I, I know the context of the story matters too when it's the beginning and we'll eventually i feel like everyone will get fair play on the drama at some point yeah. when we're all represented now a question for both of you and i'll start with you chris which one character from past series do you guys want to see in season two and you can only choose one chris i'll start with you well, i feel like i already answered this beverly yeah okay, okay so beverly's your answer and why so the Picard data relationship needed an end, and we got mm-hmm. that with season one. The Picard Beverly relationship needs some kind of closure that was provided in a way in the Next Generation season finale or series finale, all good things, but was kind of dismantled in the movie series. And that's the one relationship that I feel that with this cast of characters that I, I still need that little bit of closure of, of, of what happened to them and right. and where are they in their personal lives right now? Because I, I feel like it's a hard story. That's the one that's still missing. Now, Chris, if we bring in Beverly, you know who else we got to bring in? <laughs> so, <Enough>, Wesley. <laughs> yes. So what do you think of that? <laughs> no, yay, yay, I'm, nay. Uh, you know, I... I, I felt like his character, um, and m- maybe I'm I'm part of a minority here, but I I felt his character in Next Generation got a a good send off to the point where I don't personally need to see Wesley. Crusher. We're not interested in knowing, right? Yeah, okay. Because That's fair. Exploring and and being this wide eyed, bright individual who just didn't really function within. He couldn't handle it. Right. And, going and, and exploring the universe with the Traveler, I, I think, is a perfect bow for his character and I, i'm not sure i want that muddied or complicated and and right. it's oddly the same way i feel personally about jordy and Worf, you know and and i would love to see them again don't get me wrong but you know there was something intimately special about seeing troy and Riker again because they were always picard's counselors 
And that worked very well in this season. So yeah, to me, it's Beverly. Swapna? I agree. I, I, I pretty much agree with all of that, but I can't choose Beverly because Chris did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can go back and say Jordy because oh, I feel like, yeah. I feel oh, like God, I love that. every character, like Worf got after Deep Space Nine got a really good set. Worf came back a million times too. We don't need yeah. to see Worf coming back like, again. And I agree with Wesley. Like I don't really need to see what's going on with him. Um, mm-hmm. But in this season, I feel like the one character who would have really fit into the story well was Jordy because he was Hugh's best friend. He's the reason Hugh yes. separated from the collective. He was like Data's basically, he was basically Data's mechanic. Right. It, this like, could bring like, him back. Yeah, this well, could no. bring him back. If the second season does continue to talk a lot about AI and synthetics, mm-hmm. I think he would fit in quite naturally. And I would just love to see him in command of his own ship. I, I would love to see that. That would be amazing. And Swapna, you've been following Discovery uh, also in season yes. two developments. What is coming up for season two? I saw a really great promo in front of the finale where it's our lead character holding a torn Federation flag, and it seems like the deep future. Is that what we're looking at here? So we're jumping forward, I think, 700 years oh from my goodness. the end of Discovery. 700 mm-hmm. or 900, I don't remember which it is, from the end of Discovery, mm-hmm. which is way ahead of where we are now in Picard, and the Federation is quote-unquote under threat, is what we okay. know about the Federation. Okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be, was Archer the only captain to make it that far in the future? When he was pulled... To the 27th century. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So Archer, I think he was somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, Archer in the in the season one, season two bridge. Yeah. Of Enterprise, mm-hmm. I believe it was the 30th or the... The 29th or the 27th. It was something like that. It I, was I, deep I, in the future, yeah. I, I do remember I at the end of this. Yeah, it was further forward than Voyager got pulled. In. Yeah, yes. yes. Right? Yeah, but, I, but I think I remember reading something that the jump in Discovery will take us beyond where Archer was. I think I read that too, and I'm going to go and confirm that for next time we're all on the pod, because when that sh- show starts, and actually, Swap, no, when does season two premiere? Season three. Season three, sorry. We don't know. I'm hoping I'm hoping they'll announce it soon because now that Picard is off, I'm starting to get the jitters. Like I need more Star Trek. Well, to be fair, I watched this. It's been it's been a little while since I've watched a few days. I've had a few days to mull over. Yeah, so I'm big at the screeners because I she's do. revealing them. So I know she gets them a couple days before we I do. do. Usually um, it's a week. This one, it was only a few days. But uh, um, that's still pretty hard. damn cool. But, but uh, the post-production, I believe, is complete or it's, 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 in, really it's in post-production now mm-hmm. so they should be able to wrap it soon so it's just a matter of when they want to drop it yeah because it's a, it's a 13 episode third season they yeah they finished filming a couple of weeks ago they they did finish filming before the the coronavirus lockdown yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah and editing and everything can be done remotely quite a well, bit so here's, a, here's a funny story though i didn't get the screener for the picard finale usually i get them friday I didn't get it until Tuesday because the VXF people were having they were there wasn't a final cut until then. Oh, they were finishing the cut. I've heard that story so many times now. Yeah, they're finishing in the last minute, and they couldn't. They were having so much trouble doing it because they were all working from home. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally understand. Now we're gonna be wrapping this up now, but I wanted to thank you both for joining me, and we have to do another episode soon. But I wanted to say one more thing. 
every time Chris and I go to tape a podcast or publish a podcast, a story breaks two seconds before. And Swap, now you're a space flight reporter, just like the two of us. And let's all just put the news out there. NASA has selected SpaceX to start delivering cargo and whatnot to lunar orbit. Wait, when did this come out? Did this that's just... literally when I sent you the link to join this oh podcast. Oh my God, that's what, yeah. this is what I get for not having Twitter open. Right, and, and then we, this always happens to us. But anyway, we will get to that story at some oh, point. Man. And I would like to think it's it's a good one. It's, well, it's, it's worth just real quick because it's not just that they awarded it to SpaceX. It's right. that SpaceX is developing an entirely Early new, new dragon, new right? dragon called yeah. Dragon XL yeah. for it. Like it's... Oh, it's insane. We'll get to it. Well, thank you so much, guys. I hope you're staying safe. And obviously, we want to just quickly acknowledge all our fans around the world. We hope you're safe. We're all going through this thing together. You know, we'll bring it up here and there. But we wanted to talk Trek today. And we thank you for joining us. And thank you, Swapna. Thank you, Chris. We'll be back together hopefully soon.